Welcome to Headliners, the podcast. This is the paper review that won't put you to sleep. You can catch us live every night from 11 on GB News with a panel of top-notch comedians going through the biggest stories hitting the next day's papers. But don't worry, if you miss it, you can catch up here after every show. So let's do it. Welcome to Headliners. And back to Headliners. Good evening, I'm Simon Evans. Joining me tonight, two transatlantic titans of the comedy scene. That's what it says here. Dave Fulton <laughs> and Scott Capuro representing two potential climates you can enjoy in the, uh, in the North American continent as well, I think it's fair to say. Two modes of being. Uh, <laughs> I don't know whether it's like, uh, you've got a kind of vibe of the, the tennis club, the Floridian. No, I'm not saying retirement village, but just kind of like <laughs> a certain say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, alleged lifestyle. Thanks for that. Dave is still very much nightclubs and, uh, and martinis and bouncers. And that mountain kind of man, a little bit yeah. mountain, mountain man. Mountain man, yeah. Um, yeah, you're mad as well. Frozen falls by day and yeah. uh, knocking over liquor stores at night. So we've actually got quite a, a, a fractured uh, array of different stories there on the front cover, Scott, but I think mm. we're going to go with the spy story first of all. That seems to be just about top of the heap. All right. Well, Pegasus. Yeah. Have you been covering that? As it turns out, uh, number 10's been hacked by the um, infamous uh, NSO group. And every time I see that name, the NSO group, I think there's some sort of, like, you know, non-profit, and I should yes. admire them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the name is meant to, an to confuse us. Yeah, 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 like a quango or an NGO. Yeah, exactly, yeah, an NGO. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're out of Israel. Uh, they were formed in 2016, a company that uh, makes uh, malware, software, that they say is meant to um, discourage uh, crime in countries and terrorism. Yes, government. So mm. it's, it's licensed to governments, isn't it? It is, yeah. and, but what governments have been using it for in some cases is to um, find journalists and kill them, or uh, do other naughty the shogi, things. you're saying, it was used Well, it was, yeah, it was yeah, traced yeah. to that, yeah, exactly. And what can it do exactly? I, I think it can see you through your own camera phone. It can, it gets it through your phone, yeah. or, or your computer, but mostly through your phone, because that's the yeah. most accessible way. And without the user knowing it, it traces your whereabouts, it looks at your photos, it sucks up all, all your information and hands it back to the person tracing you. Does it spot your typos on Twitter? Everything, yeah, <laughs> I know. When you usually, with a phone, you, you say all the, you see a little, Dot on, you're like, oh, my camera's on. Now right. I know it is. But with this one, it doesn't. The, the, the little oh, dot really? doesn't And you don't, you don't have to push it. You, know. you, you can just literally be sitting there holding your phone going, hey, yeah. what's going on now? Exactly. And it will be recording you. And it won't have the little dot to let you know or anything. And also, you don't have to, you, you can't be um, kind of cheated with some weird email or text into pressing a button. You don't have to press anything. No. It just finds you. It's yeah. not just because you've been on Pornhub and you exactly. go onto the secret channel. You're sharing, <laughs> wait, sharing so much about yourself tonight. Secret channel. I did actually, I mean, I don't know if this is, I think that was one generation of spyware was mm. used. I have a, a barrister friend who was saying it's extraordinary, actually, the number of people who do end up in court because they have been blackmailed, usually, by Oh, I got one of those. I got one of those. I got an email that said that we will release a video of you yeah, masturbating yeah. in front of this if you don't. And I said, could I please see the video? And yeah, yes, yeah. Lord. Can I pay you to release it? It might do for you what it did for Kim Kardashian. <laughs> the Dave Fulton sex tape. I'm all you, over that. Yeah, you in short shorts and a football jersey. Um, or at least that's what, how you uh, I picture think, it. I mean, in all seriousness, I remember about five or six years ago, there was a photograph of um, Zuckerberg on mm. his uh, Apple Mac, you know, mm. uh, showing you how to use Facebook, and everyone noticed he had a bit of elastoplast over his camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they quite often do that, the guys who know it. Oh, like, a lot the same of ones who will say, I will never give my teenage daughter a phone. <laughs> you know, I will cover everything. <laughs> well, I think people feel um, safe using their phones. I think they feel like it's their best friend. Yeah. 
And your best friend can be quite naughty as well. Anyway. Well, I have a thing, you know, this is a, an, another uh, tiny, like, trivial domestic version of it, but my, my wife has installed something on the kids' phones and her phone where mm. they can, you can see where each other are. Mm. And this is all very cute, right? And I refuse to have it. Yeah, I don't want to And then the it. other day, they, I said, where's, where's, where's Mum? And, and, uh, and my son checked. And she was with my daughter in London, which we, we thought they weren't together. <laughs> there was, like, some secret thing going on, and mm. I accused I mean, it wasn't a big deal, mm. but you can easily see how... I mean, it's already slightly If you can manage that with your son, exactly. then, yeah, I prefer I kind of feel that's a slightly weird... It's creepy. I don't know that we're... Creep. I'm yeah, sorry, it's, 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 like it's creepy. wrong, yeah. isn't it's it? It's creepy. Yeah. No, no, it makes it's me feel like I'm in a box and I'm being watched all the time. It's, it's really strange. It's and we are being watched all the time anyway, yeah. but especially with... Well, this. we always used to say, I remember when I was about 12, when I gradually became aware that uh, I didn't really believe in Jesus and God anymore. Mm. And then my grandfather died, and I suddenly had an idea of him watching me. I, I had that for two or three years, mm. his specific ghost, and it wasn't in a very Christian sense, but it was quite an effective one yeah, in terms of moderating my behaviour. Because yeah, yeah. he was actually quite a cool guy. He was, you know, like, John Wayne was his kind of hero, you know, rough justice and everything, so oh, it wasn't yeah. being watched Racist in a bad cowboy. way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was Racist like, cowboy. make sure you don't... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wash your hands when you come in from... Yeah, yeah you know, Keep it... your thumbs out of the way when, yeah. you, when you're putting your fists up, that kind of thing. I, I mean, I wish that's what this was, but it, it, it's, it's much more um, yeah. surreptitious than that. And apparently, uh, a, a company at Toronto, Citizens Lab, has identified Number 10 as having been hacked by this yeah. kind of malware. And, and they're... A number of countries have been, I think. We're, yeah, I mean, we're reporting been. on it happening here, but, but it's... They're keeping an eye on Number 10 because they said Number 10 has become a target for some reason. And uh, apparently all the SIM cards of all the phones have, they've noticed have been, have been hacked with the number 10. Really? They're not identifying which device specifically. Yeah. They're just saying they're getting an aura, a sense, yeah. a feeling. Well, you know Johnson's going to have a few burners anyway. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. lifestyle. I, mean, I feel possibly. like all his secrets have been revealed and we're still yes. letting him do what he does. I mean, 50 pounds true. of pop, he's not going <laughs> to stop, I don't think. I think that getting a sort of a... That, that 50 pound fine is just means another party, really. Another reason to celebrate. I think that, yeah, that would really bother me about that is the fact that if I... Cause during that whole thing going down, I wanted to go to Scotland to go ice climbing. You'd have paid and 50 quid for that, would you? I, <laughs> and, I, and I was told by somebody very close to me who was a police officer, said, well, you, as soon as you're out of your region, you're going to be fined 200 pounds mm. yeah. every time. And I had a, I had 1,000 pounds of cash, and I told my climbing partner, let's go. The yeah. conditions in Scotland are great. And he's like, no, I can't do it. And it was 200 pounds, and he gets 50? Yeah. That's a change in the Well, he the is the why, so it's 100. And then might go 12 times over, so 1,200 altogether. Amazing. The best fine I ever paid, we, we were we were in uh, Italy near Rome, mm. and we drove into. We hired a car and drove into Rome. I think there was some. They had mentioned something. We didn't understand it. Mm. it turns out it's not. It's like a congestion charge, but you just cannot go if you haven't got the right registration right. on that day. Yeah. There was no traffic on the roads at all. I parked right outside <laughs> the Pantheon. I mean, literally, like on the steps of like one of the world's great monuments, <laughs> you know. And then when you get home, it's like a ninety quid fine <laughs> driving through. And I was like. Kind of worse. Totally, totally worse. Yeah, totally yeah, worse. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. in Montana, in, back in America, they used to have this deal that they, there was no... You had to drive within the speed limit for the conditions kind of thing. Yeah. And the cops would pull you over for doing, like, 80 miles an hour, and you didn't get a speeding ticket. You got a, a ticket for uh, misuse of natural resources. Nice. And it was a $20 fine payable on the spot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and like my buddy John Steele says, here's 100 bucks. I'm going to speed through yeah, the whole, yeah. whole state. But, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. I do feel like we've gone off topic have, a little bit. But anyway... Sorry. We've yeah. got to get on to our next National story. safety is under We have under uh, the police speaking to Nicola Sturgeon over a suspected breach of face mask law. 
Um, I mean, in a way, this is, I suppose, the Scottish equivalent of the party fine, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. More, more uh, well, it depends. Is it, is it trivial or is it one more for them? It is incredibly trivial. After it being is, in Scotland it? so many yeah. times and going and seeing people wearing face masks in and out and around, and like, is it supposed to wear in here, this and that? Meanwhile, the rest of the free world is not <laughs> using their face masks anymore. Yeah. It's kind of like, it, when you first get up there, you're like, what does Scotland know that I don't know? Kind yeah, of, yeah. Among a lot of other things, <laughs> besides the fact that, you know, how to eat fried food and drink. But the... Mm -hmm. uh, but the other net, no, I just thought, you know, and then she just takes it off, she, and then she starts apologizing, backtracking, oh, this is going to ruin my chances for this, you know, and it's, it's, and then it's just, what is it, within days before the, the whole face mask thing was dropped, it's like, you know, she has to apologize, well, it's going to be in a couple days. I mean, it's like COVID's going, oh, look, we got, we got two more days, guys, come on, we, we, we got to get the PM at this I point. I think it's more sinister that she's in a barber shop, to be honest. Well, that's going to yeah, fuel yeah. rumors. Maybe anyway, she's going through it? a bit of menopause, <laughs> menopause getting a little cleanup, you know, from the yeah, menopause, yeah. the extra hormones whipping through her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do feel a little bit sorry for her because I think she's probably being, you know, there's a lot of people who've been waiting to land the glove on her. Oh, yeah. She's expressed so much delight over Westminster. This is all you can find on her, come on, man. Yeah. She's a tough one. Scott, uh, Pretty Patel, Rwanda plan critics failed to offer their own solutions. This is rumbling on. Obviously, the Rwanda thing, which emerged out of nowhere a few days ago, and still feels faintly surreal to me. Well, actually, the, the, been a development? The, the bill was introduced to Parliament last July. It was called the Nationality and Borders Bill. Right. I don't know if it's still called that. But anyway, it was a bill that was being criticised even then. A lot of people didn't think it would go any further just because it was seen as, as, as so brutal. Yeah. And even criticised by politicians in Australia, who had a similar yeah. policy that they walked away from because it was so horribly received. Well, their one is, it's, it's slightly, actually, in a way, it's arguably, as you say, less brutal insofar mm. as they have a, a sort of holding. They do. Whereas this is, this is the idea is it's like a game of snakes and ladders. It if is. You made, if you made it to France, but if you cross the channel, you're in Rouen. Yeah, you are in Rouen. <laughs> and, and the idea is that uh, Pretty Pizal hopes that the countries who these citizens come from take them back. Yeah. And she's set up within this law a, 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 a sub-law that if they don't take them back, they're not going to get any more visas legally. No. And what this is meant to handle is those who have arrived in the UK unauthorized, mm. which is about six out of ten of those who come over. Apparently, it's just. I mean, it certainly released. has. It's escalated vastly in the last three years. Yeah. It has gone up massively. There are going to be more deaths. There have already been some. It mm. is obviously an extraordinarily dubious black market. In it, it you is. know, it's people leapfrog regardless. You look at the individuals and say yes. you still feel sorry for them. But if you bend the system, but this feels an extraordinarily. Extreme. It's, it's almost viscerally extreme. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, I think people see Rwanda and they think about the genocide, but yeah. it's been quite a while. Oh, I think it's a better place now. It, yeah. it, much better place. <laughs> much, yeah. No, it is much safer and now, no, Rwanda. I believe is. it is, yeah. It, it is. It, it's um, part of the British Commonwealth, despite not having been part of the British Empire. I think it applied to actually become it, part of the Commonwealth. It, 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 Rwanda, I mean, how do you... I know. Well, you know what? People are coming into our country legally, well, six out of ten. Uh, you know, we got to do something. How do we process them? I don't know where you want to send them. And somebody had them, what about Rwanda? <laughs> and everybody went, oh, my God, this guy's thinking out of the box. Well, they, Rwanda! They thought about Gibraltar for a while. Gibraltar didn't go for it. I mean, why not it. the Isle yeah. of Man or something? Well, oh, I'm, uh, I'm the sorry. The Isle of Man is, is, is extraordinarily, that's uh, more harsh. Than uh, that. <laughs> Can you imagine being in Rwanda and watching this? And they go, we're sending Rwanda. And, and everybody in Rwanda is going, 
was. It's actually well, it's actually quite safe for foreigners in Rwanda oh, now. Yeah. It is, yeah. and, and but it's, it's not the point. I, I don't think a, a plane is never going to land in Rwanda with with uh, refugees on it from the UK because I don't think that uh, they need agreements between France and Belgium about the channel, and they're not going to go along with it either. So no, no one's going to agree to this. I think it's clearly just something to gain votes from their base. It's some well, or, or I, su I suppose to reset the dial in terms of the you know, like the uh, w what is the what is the baseline? What is normal? Here? Of course, well, you know. But uh, she, and she also knew that Rwanda would get a headline because people would have their similar reaction that you're reacting to now, yeah. without having looked it up. But I, and I understand the reaction totally. But I think what they're trying to do is just wash their hands of the entire responsibility. Yes, and that's not well, possible. Well, it is Easter. Well, it's I, very, I, I, it's very expensive. I too. see cash involved. That's all I see. You know, it's like you know yeah. everybody's going, hey, we got to get rid of these people. Oh, yeah. They're paying and, a lot and for And they put it out to this, and Rwanda goes. Hey, we'll yeah, take yeah. them in for so many ahead, yeah, yeah. and they went. That's, that's well, a good arguably deal. that is a good way to level up. Um, Dave, we have <laughs> uh, women in England's poorest areas die younger than in most OECD countries. So this is a confusing statistic. Break it mm. down for us. <clears throat> well, it, first off, it's understandable because you know it's it's cheaper to eat bad. You know, yeah. it's cheaper to eat unhealthy. So unhealthy eating obviously is going to lead to you know some complications regarding um, you know. Your own personal, you know, well-being. I mean, you know, of obesity and, and uh, heart troubles and and um, and hypertension and everything else like this. So this is going to lead to, you know, early death. Yeah. And um and, it, and once again, it, that, I think always I have a real problem with this. Is is it's 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 so expensive to eat well. You eat, you know, gluten free or and. And, uh, well, broccoli's kind of, cheap. Yeah, but, yeah, but there's no listen, calories in it. Though, are there? Really? Yeah, there's that's no the trouble. <laughs> eat a ton of broccoli. You weigh a ton. That'll joke. Yeah, but yeah. still, make I, your own beans. Yeah. <laughs> and what it also kind of bothers me, and you and I were talking about this earlier, is it's all concentrating on women are dying younger. Yeah. But then women live longer than men. And, yes. And now suddenly, you know, this is the most important thing. But the men, are maybe, maybe I don't know, the men it's are not bringing home enough money to. But that gap has decreased between men and women dying, especially because of COVID. That lowered. The life expectancy, anyway. Yeah. And men tended to die more from COVID than women, but I yet that that span between the two has. It it it's still there. It 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 feels to me like it's a slightly odd way to conflate two issues. One issue being that poverty implicates mm. lower life expectancy, and the second one being this kind of gender gap thing, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I guess, I mean, maybe it, that is also worth looking at. But given that women die later than men. Mm. That seems to be confusing. They would have been better off to just focus on, on the on on the the wealth gap, right. having a, a life expectancy implication. And they do I'd sort of in that. And they also say that there's also a statistic about life health, meaning more people from poorer communities have have less of an enjoyable end of life experience. They're yeah. much sicker at an earlier period in their life. Yeah. Sometimes a third of their life is spent in ill health. Wow. But also, women tend to die more from respiratory issues. And I know that because my mother. I researched this when my mother was dying. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes that has to do with cleaning supplies that they've used. As oh, they really? Were. Yeah. 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 You, you know, strong cleaning supplies in hot water, and, and it's really affected their lungs badly. So they tend to die from tuberculosis more often. It was quite striking, though, when you look at the whole list of countries. I looked at mm. the actual sort of infographic of it and the way that, that you know, the poorest areas that we have mm. do compete with places like Mexico and so on. And then, of course, the wealthiest 
I think we're number two only to Japan or something. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So it is an extraordinary span. It is. But again, maybe that is a good, you know, that's a good incentive, right? Work mm. hard, get yourself a good <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> God. You can't have total equality. What would be the point? Work harder, live longer. <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about education. Well, like, some yeah. people say that, and some people yeah. do think that some of the stats I read that early retirement does end people's lives earlier, too. Yeah. Even less to live for. Well, I'm with Joe Rogan. You've got to lift in the last third of life. Oh, that's God, the main thing. Lift and TRT. Those are the tricks. Anyway. <laughs> One last story before the break, uh, and this is quite interesting. I don't know whether this, whether you consider this is this is with you, Scott. Whether, is it panic mongering? But Jeffrey Donaldson warns that uh, if things go the wrong way from his point of view mm. at the next general election, the Stormont election, could be the end of Northern Ireland. Well, it, that might be the voters' hope when they vote for Sinn Féin. Mm. But what will happen is the Irish don't want Northern Ireland. They don't want the problem. And right. also, the standard of living in Ireland is much higher than that in Northern Ireland. Right. The GDP is higher. I mean, mm. you, can, you can buy a house cheaper in Northern Ireland, mm. but the general overall living sense in the, in the Republic is much better. Yeah. And they don't want the that violence. They stop Western East Germany reuniting, though. They, they managed to pull that off. Eventually, they did all right. Yeah. But I think the Irish also have dealt with some issues in the last 10 years that they don't want to deal with again with Northern Ireland, yeah. those being marriage equality and... And so, funny enough, what you're saying, by the sound of it, is that Northern Ireland is is the home of more religious. It's uh, less evolved at this now. point. I yeah, think we can isn't all agree that extraordinary? On that. I mean, yeah. it wasn't 20 years ago. That was the exact opposite, right? It was. And I assume the GDP thing per head as well. And I, I think the Sinn Fein would like to return to what it was 20 years ago. And Sinn Fein, yeah. their campaign is focusing on economic issues, and all you know, the DUP is still focusing on is God plus God equals God. So I think <laughs> the younger population in Northern Ireland would like that to go away as well. It's, I was just in Belfast doing a gig, and it's strange. You still walk through Belfast. You think, why is that shot from boarded up, boarded up, boarded up, boarded up? Mm. The economy there is st it's still it's still struggling. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Then you go down to Dublin and thriving. thriving. Yeah. And I, I mean, that has a lot to do with, yeah. with with U.S. investment. That's true. Well, somebody told me I haven't been there for a few years. But another comedian who played it recently said actually it's better than it was Belfast. I don't know. Maybe it depends on the streets. Well, I was yeah. just I was just in Belfast a, a month or so ago. I did the Empire and it was yeah. it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And the area where you're at, there's a really nice boutique hotel across the street, which wasn't there before when I played there last. Yeah. Um, the uh, the transportation infrastructure is working better than it was. It is a handsome the, uh, city, isn't it? When it's, it's up it's a lovely Georgian Belfast. city. That, yeah. that, that, that stands for this. My family yeah. came from originally, but ah. but Dublin, Dublin, I think is is, is fantastic. I mean, yeah. the, um, uh, in, in when I was there, there was a lot of new businesses coming in as well. Yeah. Well, they've, I mean, they've finagled the the tax laws and the the the, the fiscal infrastructure. Very appealing for Facebook well. and Google. They love it do. there. It seems the <laughs> ousting of Pakistan's president has left some something of a power vacuum. Dave, and um, and things could kick off in Pakistan. I mean, that's a, an evergreen yeah, headline. I mean, <laughs> what, what, what hour, what day is it? <laughs> kick off Pakistan, what, what do we have now? <clears throat> um, well, first of all, I've been taken back by the fact that, you know, um, Khan, who is the big cricket guy, and I don't care about cricket, yeah. you, can, you can troll the hell out of me for that, but the... Um, but he was actually ousted because he, he got a vote of no confidence, and I'm thinking, wow, a PM was voted out for no confidence? Where, where, I wonder what other country <laughs> they could apply that to. I wonder if maybe some other country could take a well, page out of their ways. Well, be careful what you wish for by the more, sound uh, of it. There seems to be but, some uh, but, uh, then, you know, One of the guys in, in, in his government, um, uh, he, he, gets, he gets shouted out, he's an, you know, the, his, 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 uh, his adversary, you know, you're an American agent, you're a turncoat, and, um, yeah. and yeah, what a, it's always a great thing in, in some of these countries, it's like, you're a traitor, 
you aside with the Americans. So we're still, it's nice to see we're still the bad guys. It's true, the fact is uh, Pakistan has a great deal to be uh, grateful for, I think. Incredible amount I mean, to it, be grateful really for. It's, we allowed them to have discussed. nuclear weapons but for Firstly, Christ they're sakes. like the Israel of, of Asia, aren't they, essentially, yeah. in terms of, it's, it is essentially an American Do you think warship. we could have just flown in there with our, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> Team 6 unnoticed? But it's going, <clears> it, it is kicking off. And of course, you know, joking aside, I remember it was about 20 years ago, wasn't it, Benazir Bhutto was... Uh, Mm, oh yeah. Maybe 15 years ago, assassinated. I mean, these th it, it can kick off there very, very seriously. Mm. It's, it, it's not necessarily um, a very helpful thing. At least they love cashmere. That's what I admire about them. It's my favorite <laughs> yeah. fabric as well. So it's worth fighting over. Well, let's hope that they resolve their differences mm. uh, in a good cricket-like manner. <laughs> Scott, school children are using the internet for their history homework, uh, but uh, they're being sucked into right-wing propaganda, <laughs> apparently, according to Rachel like, Minto from the Naswat. There's a coven called. of tiny kids that are yeah. are trying to buy swastikas on. I tell you, I cannot visit Google without finding about Holocaust denial sites. I don't know. It must They're be some everywhere. algorithm. <laughs> uh, and I'm assuming because I believe in the Holocaust, I'm wrong. I don't know now. They're, they're ganging up against me. Uh, apparently, Rachel Mento, a member of the uh, Union for Women's Teachers, uh, they were at a conference in Birmingham Did on Monday. Did you just call her Rachel Mental? I, I meant to. <laughs> I said Mento, but I meant... Like Mentos. is probably her drag name. But anyway, <laughs> they were at a meeting in Birmingham uh, about education on Monday, and she, she spoke out about her concerns, worryingly, yeah. about kids accidentally coming across material that, uh, while looking for school project material, that, that, that yeah. convinces them about right-wing yeah. subject matter. That, well, that, is, that offsets the far-left propaganda they're being bit. exposed to at school. <laughs> I think people, ever, ever since that, that, that kid racing cars the other day that looked a bit like an Aryan fundamentalist did that, that salute, yeah. right, that Mussolini salute, people are claiming that young kids are on their way to become right-wing. I mean, I think what it is is, uh, you know, they're, they're concerned that they can't handle this because they've got so much going on anyway. Yeah. And they're concerned that they're, the parents at home are asking them to look after the kids around this issue. Yeah. And they're putting the word out there, I think, so people will listen and spend more time at home looking after the kids. You know, I, I think what they need to do, just, just educate children more. Really. Yeah. I, well, first so, of all, it, yeah. it, it, I think it just <laughs> comes right back down to the internet, bad, books, good. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the internet has failed modern society. It's mm. a social nightmare. It's a black hole. Yeah. So anything you believe in, anything at all, you, flat earth, so you type it in, like, oh, there's somebody else, it must be true. And if you are swayed so easily by that, then once again, he said, you got to spend more time with your kids. If they're over there and they're swiping right, and now mm. they're right-wingers, yeah. you know, as a result of just something as simple as that, then, then maybe the problem isn't necessarily the phone or the, the education system. I think, though, I've got to say, I think it's propaganda from this uh, union and this, this individual in particular trying to encourage people to be afraid of far-right extremism because actually the teachers tend to genuinely be of a quite left-wing predisposition. Well, there, were, there were leaked videos during the COVID lockdown mm in which teachers were discussing among themselves quite openly the, the problem that their kids were now... What they saw as their kids mm -hmm. were now at home and they could no longer channel... Radicalise them. Radicalise them, yeah. yeah. Essentially, they were saying that. Well, they were saying they were going to be exposed to their parents' yeah. political views, and this was oh, problematic. Horrors. Dude. Yeah, well, yeah. There, some, some people at this same uh, event, Candida Mello, uh, she made some comments about, as a result of Brexit, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think some of these swipes were at the current <laughs> political system and Brexit as well. But I also think that um, hate crime numbers are up. And I think the government's looking for mm, causes 
of hate crime. And I think they're looking at what kids are doing on their own when they're not being yeah. overlooked. This is one package. I will move on from it in a minute, though. It said, this is the same woman. This is intensified by the government's continued yes. attack on what they have termed the woke yes. agenda, fine, and their reluctance to rally behind Black Lives Matter. Yeah, there's that. There is no I know, I read that responsibility too. on the government to rally <laughs> behind Black Lives Matter. But I think she's saying also, and I hate to criticise teachers because they work so hard for so little pay, but I think she's also maybe indicating that teachers have had to tra you know, kind of yeah. take this, this scepter and run with this and teach kids what alternative viewpoints on some of these political issues are. Well, I hope that is what comes out of it. Now, we have another one about far-right uh, propaganda here, but this is, uh, Alex this is Jones. perhaps more of a, uh, a uh, <laughs> cautionary tale oh, for the man, kids. This, this is where it'll get you. such a horrible little man. such a horrible, horrible, ugly, <laughs> loud, fat man who wow. needs to be silenced on a regular basis. Oh, my God! <laughs> yeah, it's just, um, and, you know, it's no surprise that, you know, him and Trump, were, you know, got into bed with each other. Yeah, and and now I mean after Sandy Hook. By the way, I've lost completely uh, any kind of hope within America regarding any kind of gun control after Sandy Hook, <clears throat> and for him to come forward and 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 make all these allegations, it was all staged. Yeah. This was that. ten years ago, to be fair, right? Two thousand twelve, and yeah. he said that the, well, yeah. that they were all actors they stepping actors. in, even the children Price themselves. Actors, yeah. yeah, they're all still alive, and, and so now he's filed for eleven uh, chapter eleven bankruptcy <laughs> in, in in Texas. Um, saying, oh, we don't really have that kind of money. And I love the <laughs> fact that the uh, it was in 2019, George Jones to pay $100,000 in a defamation suit, and um, and another judge found him liable for the stuff in San Hook as well. And then they had to, what is it, they, they listed here their assets. <clears throat> I just want to understand, is they come with the InfoWars listed estimated assets in the range of zero to $50,000. <laughs> yeah, me too. And <laughs> estimated liabilities in the range of $1 million to $10 million. Yeah. So Somebody please help me budget. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, obviously Alex is doing his own bookkeeping there as well. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so... <clears throat> he, I always he, found he, he, well, he's been he's been uh, he's been uh, summoned by the the, uh, the January sixth uh, uh, yeah. investigation. He's been ignoring that. You know, he's still you know uh, touting the party line that this uh, election was stolen. It wasn't true. You know, which couldn't be more of an, a glowing endorsement for yeah, it was a legitimate you know, election. <laughs> I'm amazed he has employees. This guy, he says he can't pay his employees. Yeah, yeah. who would work for him? But the funny thing about him is, uh, I mean, just I'm not exactly devil's advocate, but I've always regarded him as a, an absurdity, right? Not, not, not I mean, Sandy Hook just, to me stands out a yes. little bit as genuinely poisonous and problematic, yes. whereas a lot of what he came up with was kind of crazy, like the Sunday sports stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah it's yeah. like you know. Uh, World War II bomber found on moon kind of yeah, level yeah. of absurdity, you know. The Sandy Hook thing was so brutal that I think yeah. some oh. people haven't, obviously, yeah. <clears throat> some people will never recover from that and he, and he keeps poking at that wound. He needs, one, to, he needs a rotten prison. One last, uh, one last uh, story about the far right, this time in Sweden. Violence right. erupts uh, over their um, uh, attempts to rally for political parties. Well, there's no. a guy named Rasmus Paludin. Yeah. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. He's um, Danish, but has Swedish citizenship as of two years ago. Uh -huh. His father was Swedish, so he's a migrant himself because he lives in Sweden now most of the year. And he's running for public office. He's been touring Sweden and burning the Koran. He started a political party called Hardline in uh, about five years ago. And Hardline is uh, in protest of Muslim culture, what he says yeah. is Muslim culture. And so he's going from small town to small town in Sweden and threatening to, and then also burning the Koran in front of people in public in town squares. And a lot of violence has emerged because of that. 26 officers have been injured and 14 civilians. Um, also, political parties from other countries have come forward and asked Sweden to control this, or else there will be serious repercussions. 
because they're fearing angst and violence against Muslim populations in that. So the, just to be clear, this political party, the one that's threatening to burn the, the book... They've been doing it. They haven't actually been burning the cars and doing the no. rioting, though. It's no, been... that fighting and, yeah. and the violence has come out of the result of him actually burning the Koran, which he has done, not just threatened yeah. it, but he has done it. He also... He's you, not a very... you, you seem to be suggesting you think that's an appropriate response to that. You think that's... I don't. I, th I don't believe in violence or hurting people in any way, but I think... I mean, it is just a book. It is any any book can be criticized. You're right. I yeah. agree with you, in, well, including the Bible, but, but, including yeah. the Old and New Testament. But, but wait, has, has has anything ever good come out of people planning to burn books in general? I mean, uh, has anybody ever said it's a bit disproportionate, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, I know. Yeah. But you know, you do get carried on like this, and and people are very passionate about this for one reason or the other. But has there has anybody ever said we're going to burn such and such books? And has mm. ever been universally accepted as like it, it that's sounds a great like idea. it sounds like no, but it, then they said it doesn't sound like a great idea, but it does sound to me as if he is doing it deliberately to provoke in order exactly. to demonstrate and, and think they are right. rising to that, right? He's going to very, very small towns. What would happen if, well, if he just stood small there town. and burned the book and nothing happened and nobody went? What would happen then? Yeah, it might be it, it might be interesting to see what would happen. It, it, I think if there was no violence after him burning a book, he would stop, which would be no. lovely, wouldn't it? And then he's also, he's also an accused and uh, a fined stalker. Uh, who is on a five-year uh, suspended sentence for stalking someone since 2013. And okay. he's been charged in 2021, this politician, with having inappropriate conversations sexually charged with young boys online ages 13 to 17. Uh, and he's yeah. back... Uh, he's not backstepping on that. He's defending himself. So he's right. not an appealing person. He's 25 yeah. now, and I think he's got a long future ahead of him of this sort of behavior. In but prison. It, it is interesting that the, the far right is kind of em emerging in, in Scandinavia a little bit, little, little, little spikes of it here and there. And when you say far right, I think it might be people concerned with uh, immigration like they are here, and they have nowhere else, they feel they have nowhere else to turn, mm. except this really unappealing person who's breaking the law right and left. Tuesday's <laughs> Express reporting on teachers feeling insecure about their size. Mm. Yeah, so teachers dwarfed by big and tall and big students with 14-year-olds uh, now three stone heavier than they were in the 1970s. <laughs> that is substantial. Yeah, I mean, that is that is another kid right yeah. there. That's another That's small It's got to be a third bigger, at least a third as big again, right? It's, it's yeah, a lot of McDonald's. But they're taller as well. Of, yeah. A lot of Big Macs. Yeah, yeah a lot yeah. of drive-through, a lot of, you know, a lot of sausage rolls. I'm sure they're from <laughs> from maybe maybe poor Are they smarter as well, bigger and smarter? Because that's the way you want them, isn't it? You want I, don't, I very no. much doubt that. Bigger and dumber I, is I think they're just Less well-coordinated. Yeah, I mean, we get these 14-year-old teenage students who have sprouted from 4 feet 10 inches to 5 feet 8 inches in the oh, last right. 50 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you can't tell me it's just red meat. I mean, you know, what else is going on? Well, I remember... Is my, it the water? Are you guys putting something in the water? Is it like fluoride or my, something? My son, Buffett, he's 14, and he's yeah. nearly as tall as me now. My parents, and I remember my grandparents on her side were tiny people. I mean, mm. it never occurred to me at the time, but I look back at them now. They were like sparrows or something, Shrimps, you know, little, jogging, yeah, yeah. talking about, yeah. yeah. And that was like the whole generation where everyone was like that. I guess it is nutrition, I suppose. Yeah. The, the, the depression beat them down. I guess it, it was, was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It was it was always a class thing, I think, to some extent, wasn't it? The uh, you know the squire the marching around and the little. <laughs> 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 no, no, but you but but some of the you know the, all the sporting figures were not from the upper classes. They no, were, that's they true. Were, they yeah. were working class people. But even then, they were wiry. Where did I read this? Um, I think it was Shackleton's expedition, mm. 1914. And you think of these heroic figures who survived in the Antarctic for 18 months. They're like five foot three, the average. Yeah, yeah. Their, their chest size was 38 <laughs> inches and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The children. Yeah. Yeah. Extraordinary. So I'm, I kind of understand, but on, the thing that we're not exploring which, here which, is, is which, why are the teachers so small? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about beaten down by the system. Maybe, yeah. and, and maybe they feel like, and teachers can't touch kids, right? They can't. Can, are they not able um, to defend themselves in a battle? 
Could they? <clears throat> um, no. There's been videos coming up where kids have been slapping the teachers, and the teachers have been just pushing the hands away. Mm. Really? But they, they haven't actually physically struck them, and they've had to call the police, and the police show up, mm. you know, and then they're handcuffed. Then we then we see the aftermath. We don't see the, be the beginning of this, and we see, you know, an 11-year-old girl handcuffed in the principal's office, and we go, oh, my God, they handcuffed the 11-year-old girl. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, well, she attacked her teacher. Mm -hmm. mm. And we go, well, is this the most extreme thing that you do? No, there's way more extreme <laughs> things. That could happen along the ways, it's but um, but yeah. Once again, they they don't really know what's happening on that, mm. you know. And and that's why a lot of the schools here and in America employ police officers who are there on on the, duty. The very first story we ever did here, the very first night, there was a school that had started employing dads. If dads okay. had had a bit of time, they were oh, yeah. not employed, yeah. but they were just kind of showing up. Volunteers. Dads had free yeah, days, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently, it changed everything. All right, you just know. having you around. Yeah, yeah. Knowing their, I mean, they were by. fairly big, heavy guys, dads. You yeah, know, yeah, they weren't just weaselly dads. Yeah. But, uh, Didn't they go to work? I mean, I know that was the funny thing. Then nobody seemed to be talking about that. But I mean, maybe they were a bit older or whatever. Or, when I, I was maybe a kid, I workers. I they would never have occurred me to strike a teacher, to go near them. But that's the thing, it's all about that, isn't it? In exactly the same way that civil society generally is all about that. Mm. It's all about having taboos, which you just, you don't want to be the first. But as soon as you've seen somebody strike a teacher, you think, hang on, that yeah, teacher, yeah, why haven't I <laughs> he went that? down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, and, we, got, we got paddled in my school. I mean, my teachers actually had paddles with holes in them so they would go through the air faster and sting you harder. Wow. They used to so, throw erasers at me and call me a cherry prep. I remember that. It was just awful. I, I just got erasers. <laughs> at least you got a label. Yeah, I just yeah. got erasers hooked up. Another marker of societal disintegration from The Guardian, Scott. This is about streaming services. Oh, God forbid, you know, the middle classes lose their streaming services. Netflix and Amazon are saying that because of budget cuts in people's homes, because people are being told constantly, you're going to be poor in a couple months, so brace yourself. <laughs> uh, people are going to hold on to Netflix and Amazon, but they're going to give up the Disney Plus uh, channel. Uh, and Disney Plus has been doing well. All these channels have. They've seen uh, constant growth over the last 10 or 20 years, but now they're saying... Well, Disney Plus is only a couple of years old, right? I right, but, but yeah. Netflix and Amazon. Out, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, but Netflix has been on for a while. It's a fair play to Netflix. I mean, yeah. they were the pioneers of this. They took a hit. They were laughing they were. for years, but they kept going. And yeah, they were. And I remember when they charged for at, at, and people said, that's never going to work now because they're charging yeah. now. And then it went through the roof. But anyway, they've been... Uh, some of these companies have been around... Th yeah, you're right, th since 2012 or a little bit before. And now um, those who are not well-established in people's homes, like, probably they're appeal just to an age group, like yeah, yeah. the Disney Plus channel is going to go. Well, that's exactly Our kids are going through it, and I'm, mm. I'm kind of waiting. I'm going to drum my fingers and just be patient, but I want Disney Plus out. Mm. Uh, Apple Plus, which mm. is one, and nobody knows how to use or Not Apple Plus, just Apple TV. I love Apple TV. I use yeah. it all the time. Right, OK. Well, well, well yeah, I, you know, I did until I, had, I got a friend of mine who um, does works a lot with computers, and mm. he just gives me all this stuff. Yeah, right. I try to look up HBO because that's the one I, I use the most, the one I, and it's the one that's been around the longest, I think. And I couldn't find out what they were thinking, what, what was going to happen to their Showtime, sets. which was longer. I think. I mean, Showtime was might have been around before, but they, they didn't hold on. No. No. Yeah, and HBO's so good. I really. Oh, HBO, them. but you get HBO's those. In, we used to buy those in boxes. That's where the actual the box set notion came from. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah, HBO. Yeah. HBO. Yeah. But I just read it. Just, I mean, slightly petty on my behalf, maps. But uh, John Stewart, who has a show on Apple TV, mm. and he yeah. was down, down to forty thousand views. Mm. This is like a a, a, a well known. Like a very well-known American. But you look what John host. Oliver's doing on HBO, and he's yeah, killing it. Yeah. He's yeah. killing it. Yeah. Oliver's, a bit, Oliver's a bit easier to work with, He, uh, in uh, my experience, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Times now and social media is driving gender transition. That is certainly my suspicion, <laughs> and it seems that a, a more uh, higher-ranking authority agrees with me. Mm. Dave? Yeah, gender expert, online influencers rush adolescents toward transition. And this is... 
This is one of those things that, you know, once again, with the internet, you get so much stuff bombarded at you. And I mean, you know, I'm, you know, arguably an adult, but when you have children being suffered this and they have some mental health problems, there's depression, anxiety, and then there's these onslaught, these, these, um, these influencers, and they're being bombarded with this stuff. They think, well, the reason you're depressed is you have the wrong gender, or you need yeah, this, yeah. you need that. And they're like, oh, well, yeah, this makes sense, because they're able to go to steer them down this this minefield of yeah. questions that should be asked until they get to the point where they're like demanding, you know, to be, uh, uh, to switch genders on this thing. And, they and, and, I, and I, think, I, think it's, I think it's horrible, yeah. and I think it's ir ir irresponsible for people to actually go to the part where the, the kids are convincing the parents, the parents of this, and they go and they get the medication, and they start this. And then they get to the point where, like, you know, oh, I was just a phase, or I didn't know this, yeah, yeah. or I didn't have bell bottoms. If you're so far down the road, you can't turn that car around. No. So there needs to be, you know, more concentration on the mental aspects of these kids because they're going through, like, a, a ton of problems with their hormones and, and everything else, and, and they have so many questions that we can't answer on a regular basis. So they're turning to the Internet, and the Internet's a lying sack. So you, you, we need professionals in there and people who actually gone through the, the operations of, uh, you know, to swap the genders. The, the phrase I saw in there, which I, I agree with, and you sort of touched on it, they were cycling through identities. I mm -hmm. think most teenagers go through sort of three or four tryouts. I think you should really ways, let you know? kids, for one thing, dress any way they like. Yeah, yeah. It's just dressing. And also... Almost force them to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to play around with identity, yeah. To, with physical, yeah, with, with physical appearance, and also I think um, you know nothing should happen before puberty. Every right? no, no, puberty should no. maybe be a starting point, maybe, <laughs> but maybe hormone blockers just to buy time until no. they're older can make a decision. Nothing, nothing, nothing until <laughs> well, you know. Look, until maybe they got, a soy latte. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> until they get the hair growing where they're supposed to be going, and then you make this decision. Anyway, listen, we've got a much better story to get onto here. This is uh, from the uh, Tuesday's Mail, Scott, with the. Uh, <laughs> Arizona. Oh, I love uh, this story. This is fantastic. Um, in, 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 in Scottsdale, a very wealthy white uh, town in Arizona, uh, a, a, guy, a DJ had been brought in to raise some money at a public event where he's going to play some music for some kids. And they did raise $300,000 oh. for essential program services at the local unified school district. But two uh, local diversity, equity, and inclusion experts mm -hmm. who've been hired locally to bring diversity to town, this 89% white and 1.2% black. I looked up the statistic. And um, <laughs> Jill Lassen and Stuart Roden saw this DJ, who's an African-American, and they accused him of blackface. And they wrote a letter against him to the local Do council. Do we have a picture of him? I hope we can see him. He's a guy about my age. He looks fantastic. He is, he looks adorable. He's fantastic. I mean, those are obviously, I, I don't know if it's a wig, but it, it looks like he's going for a bit of a 70s kind yeah. of look generally. But, because uh, anyone can yeah. dress up how they like. And yeah, then, yeah. Um, and then they, when the guy, when Stewart, when it was pointed out to him that he was wrong about this and, and that his action might be considered racist itself, he, he doubled down and he said, you know, I think that guy's wearing makeup to make him look even more black than he already is. <laughs> <laughs> Only in Arizona. Oh, Scott Only Dale. in Arizona. I'm going to be in so much trouble uh, when they find you the foundation. Concerned white people, CWPs. <laughs> they, they, you, know, you were telling me the average uh, annual salary there was what, like $125,000. Yeah, so they raised 300 grand, which is essentially like two of their parents <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. I mean, yeah. they, they they probably raised that from they were trying to raise some money, and their parents went, 
Oh, I got the right check. Yeah, here yeah, you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Meanwhile, oh, the only black guy they've seen in 24 oh. years shows up, and they're like, well, obviously, this kid, we can't have a black person here. He was actually questioning the PTA, the Parents uh, Teacher Association, saying, what's your, what's your stand on, on blackface, this guy who's the yeah. diversity specialist? And they're saying, we don't have a stance. It's wrong. Well, there you go. Then I'm right. Well, no, he's not. It's a <laughs> He's what? Wait, in Scottsdale? It was hilarious. <laughs> you don't write There goes the property value. I'm going to get accused of old face, I think. <laughs> <laughs> You're 56, look at that beard. <laughs> Clampdown on anglophobia undermines genuine racism cases. Uh, this is uh, in the Times, Dave. Yeah, uh, clampdown on anglophobia undermines the, the genuine racism cases. And, and um, uh, Claire Fever, Favor? a conservative counselor, said English residents of her area reported suffering abuse. Now, Anglophobia, this is the fear of English people, right? Yep. I'm with her, man. I, you guys scare the hell out of me. I mean, you do. I mean, I have been in, in all over the world in places. I've been in America where people walk around with guns, but you walk through Chicago Square at 2 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night, yeah, I'm afraid of English people. Any white people very drunk on stag nights willing to just punch something and see what's going to go down. But you can't, I don't think you can, you know, bridge this over to like, well, this, we have to treat this with the same you know, uh, way we're going at it with, like, you know, uh, Islamophobia, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Like, well, Islamophobia is, is, is a religion. You know, Anglophobia is not a religion. It's just that you were lucky enough to be born white, so you'd have to worry about all the crap that anybody who might be a minority have to go through, like in America getting pulled over for being black on a regular basis. <clears throat> so, yeah, I think it's just more ways to just... She's just stirring up votes here. She's I mean, I, I to... think it's a, it's, it's a weakness among uh, any... I don't think anyone English in Scotland... You might encounter some, some prejudice, you might encounter some real bigotry, but it's a weakness to start complaining about it, isn't yeah. it? It is, it's, like, it's like kind of... Is, is it, have we entered that world now mm. where we're all just trying to claim victim status? It's the only way you, you can probably use it to your favor, especially as a comedian. I think the farther north we go, the more brutal the sense of humor gets. And if you appeal to that sort of brutality, you're fine. Doesn't matter where you're from, really. <laughs> 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 okay, the next one we've got is something about alien invasions, uh, Dave, I think. Have you got this one? Nope. We, we've, we've leapt ahead a couple of oh, okay. Because we're running out of time. <laughs> but, uh, Lord. Well, yeah. we, we have aliens. Alien invasion. We've got. There we are. All the way to the sun. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. This is what I love the fact that they say we, we have to start broadcasting because aliens are going to be able to find us. Look, if you're able to travel clear across the universe, do yeah. you really think that you're going to lack the technology to go and... To identify Where's America? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turn on the radio. Turn on the radio there. Maybe we'll hear Nick Ferrari also, yelling at us. Also, it's why I want Elon Alex Musk... Jones. It's why I love Elon Musk on Twitter, because he'll give us the information through Twitter from space. He's got all of it. He's going to be up there. Uh, I want to know all this stuff. I want them to know where I am. I want this, the Martians to This is why me. Trump wanted Space Force, to defend us <laughs> from the exactly. people coming in, uh, zeroing in on our radio waves. And, uh, <laughs> the weird thing is, though, we've uh, th this has been discussed for a number years now we've been sending out signals we've heard nothing back and mm. it's there's all these discussions is there a what do they call it the great filter or something so mm. there's this idea that all civilizations reach a certain point and then collapse necessarily mm. and are we facing that because otherwise statistically by now we should have heard something back and a possible solution to that is that whoever has heard our message is like planning the invasion now. Oh, or they're over it. They just, <laughs> or, they're not even interested. Or they are making a huge detour around <laughs> yeah, this yeah. point. I think we heard what these guys listen <laughs> I know. No way. Man, have you heard Have you heard Acid Rock? I think they think that we like them more than they like us. I think it's yeah. that kind of thing, yeah. 
but too needy. Oh. I think it might be that. <laughs> yeah. Really, yeah. like, come on, you yeah. guys, play and the ball. And then they're thinking, like, well, you know, the, the poor women aren't living very long, so I don't want to go in the city to eat with I think we're the Northern Irish to the Irish. I think they just, they don't want to do, they don't want to do well, it. Well, there are no good stories, are there, about ships arriving on foreign shores? None. Our final story for the evening, gentlemen, is about a 30-stone gorilla. <laughs> Scott, you've well, got this one. <laughs> There is a 30-stone gorilla in Chicago's Lincoln Park Zoo who has become a bit addicted to iPhones. And he's, he's watching a few too many YouTube videos, and zookeepers <laughs> want him out there being, you know, a gorilla Just selling tickets. This is like he watches them through the glass or something? He does. does the, 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 the people come and watch. Yeah. They've heard that he likes them yeah. on the Internet, so they come, they bring their phones, they hold them, and they let him watch videos, whatever he wants. And he'll point to things he likes, they think. I think he's just pointing. Anyway, <laughs> he performs for them, they perform for him, but the zookeepers wanted to be more of a gorilla, whatever that yeah, is. Yeah. To be yeah. someone who's scratching and itching and you know jumping around and you're doing all that yeah, very yeah. well done <laughs> and um, and they want him to, and he's he's misbehaving he's not he's not doing what he's told to do so they're, they're and now I did see and there, there's fears that the other gorillas might bully him might do, yeah they might yeah, bully him there's, there's a sense that they're taking advantage of his I think what they're afraid of him is becoming too human and being yeah. unable to become to be as brutal as he needs see, to be see I would go up there with my phone and just start playing you know scenes from King Kong going huh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a problem because yeah. the roping off the area where people used to view him, that really special bit where you get to walk up and see him through the, the roping that off and keeping people away. So he's become the Mona Lisa. They can't get as close as they uh, want. This is to. our fate, of course, when the aliens, <coughs> isn't it? They'll yeah. keep a couple of us in cages and just hold up their... their we're lucky. Their but we're survivors. What's that, <laughs> what's that pay? That's what I want to know. But this is what's, who books that? But this is what's going to happen <laughs> as, as older comedians, too, when we're... Ten years from now, people are going to come to see us. Just stare at us. Yeah. Watch us. God, yeah. that old. And they look do you think? Have you, have you ever seen? There's some great dog videos, and there's one I saw recently where they do like the, the cup trick, and the dog sort of. Have you seen that one? Mm. Taps it with its paw, and then mm. it's disappointed. Yeah. I think it, it feels to me like that dog is performing for the phone. <laughs> I'm sure its faces are like. Because they know, apparently dogs have learned how to do a, like a Pixar face right. with the eyebrows because they get rewarded for they, it. They, and they react to human faces, not just voices. So they can yeah. see someone going, hmm, you know. And, We're moving I'm, into an era. I'm, I'm, I'm still stumped by the one where they hold the blanket up and they look up yeah, and, yeah. and they drop it. That, that still blows me away. I know. <laughs> absolutely extraordinary. Well, folks, that's all we have time for. Thank you very much, my guests, Scott Capurro, Dave Fulton. I've been Simon Evans. I hope you've enjoyed your Easter weekend roundup. Thanks for listening to Headliners, the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode again. And if you enjoyed it, leave me a nice comment. Speak to you at the same time tomorrow for the paper review that's never boring.